and welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. All ideas come with free shipping. You know, and when we say free shipping, we mean both kinds. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't That's know what you moment. expected, you know? You came up with something, I had to go somewhere with it. I, I didn't really have more, <laughs> but I, I, could, I could keep going. So, hi everyone, I'm Afio, author of currently uh, Metagame, and I'm working on getting Rune up and running again. Which would be uh, nice to be running again. And... Say a fun fact about yourself. Yeah, a fun fact. Like, I don't I don't know. I write strange things and never read the most popular books in whatever genre I'm reading. That's a relevant fun fact. That's going to come is. up later. Hi, everyone. I'm Eunice. I, I write Fantasia and Eternosaurus. Although, you know, at a rate that it almost rounds down to zero. I'm currently crocheting a Only painting. if you're checking chapters per month or week instead of chapters per year. Yeah. You know, four, four chapters a year is per story is uh, not quite zero, but uh... <laughs> four per, four per year is not bad. You know, it, it's definitely above one. Definitely above one. <laughs> I have had uh, attempts in, to write in the past where I can't say the same. To be fair, at the time I was like fifteen, but you know, that's not the question being uh, referred to here. Well, I mean. I've never, I've never written anything before I was 16, so... Alright, uh, so we do have a bit of a strange episode today, if you want to introduce it. Well, seeing as I have mostly run out of good ideas, and uh, my bad ideas tend to result in bad episodes, uh, I've decided that today we're going to have a bit of fun and uh, make our own series. Of for a paranormal romance, like a really tropey version of it. I see. But like fun. <laughs> okay. I mean, I can get behind that. I obviously like taking things that uh, have obvious conclusions and then not going there. Uh, prior to starting the recording of this episode, uh, we got into a huge argument over what a paranormal romance is, and we're gonna go by my definition because I said so. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, can you define it for somebody who wasn't here for that whole thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, paranormal romance, obviously, uh, there's the element of, like, a romance series with some kind of paranormal element. We're gonna go with fantasy because I don't do science fiction or horror. Um, and... I just don't get horror. Also, like, mixing that with romance is weird. <laughs> I mean, it might be fun, but probably strange. I'll, I'll give you that. Mm, let's not. Let's not. Uh, <laughs> and then the way I've had paranormal romance defined is that it would be a series where every book moves on to a new pair of POV characters who get together through the course of their book and then the story moves on, although these characters do, like, reoccur throughout the rest of the books. I fundamentally reject that premise. <laughs> Too bad. We're going I don't work. think we need to move on between different books. Like, come on, just write characters who are in a relationship. What's wrong with that? <laughs> that's, that's, okay. 
we're, we're, our target audience is lonely, middle-aged women who wished some random warrior would come and sweep them off their feet and love them despite them being fat and all of their imperfections, okay? <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I don't have any problem with that. I just have problems with the framing that we just move on after that. Why not actually, like, you know, like them being in a relationship? Do people not like that? In order for their fantasies to be fulfilled, our, our world system has to have some source of a large number of hunky men who are looking for a large number of lonely women to get together with. <laughs> okay, but can, can we just, you know, can we just have at least one of them just, like, stay together and then write more focusing on them? I don't, I don't understand. Like, they always, they always stay together, obviously, everyone, because they want the happily ever okay, after. Okay, but just, you can focus on the same characters without necessarily breaking up the relationship. No, no, but that's not the point. The point is, it's the, it's the journey of them getting together that is the draw for, for the lonely middle-aged woman. <sighs> Sounds like the draw for people who don't understand how relationships work. But you know Yes, what? because they're lonely, middle-aged women who clearly don't have romantic success in their lives. And also, anybody who's listening to this, if you're offended, don't be offended like I am in this category. <laughs> Although, I guess I'm not middle-aged yet. <laughs> you're not quite there yet. <sighs> but, like, I'm saying this as a avid consumer of paranormal romance. I consider myself someone who reads paranormal romance, but my definition of it is apparently much broader than yours. Also, I don't read well, yes. any of the popular works, so don't... No. So, shh. Okay. I re <laughs> okay. I reject the framing, but okay. <laughs> okay. And in your imagination, you can just take this world and just write, like, one relationship and keep following I'm okay that. with writing more than one relationship in it. I just don't want to just dump each couple after a single book. Okay. That's fine. But the point is, whatever system we come up with has to have in it the innate ability to constantly create new couples out of nowhere. <laughs> I mean... You know, there there are a large number of people who live in a world, so I, I figure pretty much any world works for that, at least. No, but they have to somehow, yeah, belong in, in, in the magic system. Okay, further tropes. It has to be some, obviously, it's the romance, you know, genre is very sexist, but we're just gonna, we're just gonna lean in. There has to be... <laughs> okay. Some... The paranormal in the paranormal romance is always some magic slash inborn trait slash, you know, shape-shifting ability that makes these guys really hunky and, you know, have supernatural stamina and uh, sometimes, like, have a telepathic soul bond with their chosen mates that makes them unable to cheat and stuff like that. There has to be some kind of element like that, okay? And they usually have some kind of tortured past so that they can be soothed by the, the touch of a loving woman. Some kind of trope like that. <laughs> you hurt me in my very soul. <laughs> and, then, and then for some reason they always settle on this like really, really ordinary woman who, you know, through love. Um, well, okay, there's two ways that could go. Either like they unlock 
powers and become awesome in their own right, or they just continue to be really average and their only <laughs> like power is to you know make this dude happy, which I guess is sexist the other way. Huh. <laughs> it's no, I, I that's that's kind of forward sexist. It's just uh, we don't generally think of it that way. And then. Generally speaking, there's some kind of, like, bad guy that they're fighting that usually puts the, the girl in danger so that the guy can save her. While also being a tortured soul who's, you know, vaguely abusive, but we don't discuss that. <laughs> the bad guy usually ends up also getting together with a girl around book 15. <laughs> 15 why are we sticking 15 random couples here I don't understand I don't think you understand how long these series are look I've read I've read series that last 15 books it, it focused on one couple and I was entertained the whole time but you know what we're not here to discuss functioning relationships and people who care about each other we're here to discuss absolute disaster people who are apparently getting together for reasons yes they are disaster people but this the magic thingy makes them somehow magically into happy couples who will stay together forever or at least who we don't see breaking up that is every woman's fantasy she doesn't want to have to like you know is it though well, not every woman's fantasy. I'm just talking about the people who consume large amounts of romance <laughs> in a really judgmental way, which I, I, I just, also... I just think <laughs> you might be talking about a specific form of it, you know? Yeah. Because I, I know people who read plenty of romance, but it's not what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know how you put up with that, honestly. Like, a new couple every book? Like, I, you, you've been describing it as a new couple every book. How can you, like, put up with that? Because <laughs> it's... Well, I read it as, like, half emotional nonsense and then half, like, this is, like, tropey trash amusement nonsense. I don't know how other people read it. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. All right. So we want, we want a system with... That generates a uh, theoretically infinite number of of hungry men and boring women, and possibly uh, possibly the opposite as well. Actually, yeah, and they need some reason to get together. We want to be able to write a gender flipped version of it too. Just you know, got to get all of that variety in there. Like for variety, usually around book seven, they'll they'll flip the male female, like who has the powers, and then do one every ten books or so. But you know. Not all of the series get to this length, although a lot of the successful ones do, because once you're on that cash cow, you keep milking it. <laughs> um, Scoff. Okay. Now, some of the most classic tropes are woman gets transported into the past where she's mistaken as a princess because of the quality of her skin and the fact that she doesn't look like she's done manual labor her entire life, and that she can read. <laughs> and then falls in love with, with, you know, just a regular guy, but he's a warrior because uh, she's in the past. <laughs> there were a lot of men in the past who were not of the fighting variety. 
It turns out society has existed for a long time. <laughs> yeah, this isn't, like, historically accurate. Well, sometimes it is. Sometimes people put, like, a lot of research into it, but sometimes they don't. I would imagine usually they don't. And even when they do, sometimes they have difficulty figuring out which sources are accurate and which sources are have since been changed. All right. Other tropes? Shapeshifters who, for some reason have this, like, monogamous mating instinct. So then, as soon as they see someone, they can tell whether it's their mate. And then, once they find that mate, they set out with single-minded purpose to woo that mate and get them to accept this. That's a little bit too creepy, so will you settle for the compromise? Will you settle for the compromise that they can choose this person, or it develops over time, not an instant, like, when you see them thing? Well, I mean, eh, sure, but, you know, there has to be, a, like, a reason for this, like, random fantasy guy to come talk to this boring normal girl. I've got an idea that's percolating, but I want to hear the rest of uh, the requirements before I start describing it. Okay, other tropes, other tropes. You got the whole vampire thing. So, oh, like, the vampire thing is its own thing. You know, there's, like, the whole tortured soul, like, oh, I love you, but I don't want to hurt you. And then the woman's like, you won't hurt me. <laughs> and that nonsense. And then there's also, like... You won't you hurt know, me like, proceeds can... to hurt her. And then there's, like, <laughs> a lot... You can, like, you can do, like, the telepathic, like, soul bond thing with or without vampires. And then uh, sometimes they do, like... There, there's some kind of like organization that hunts down supernatural monsters slash criminals who then you know they usually end up tripping over some hapless woman while they're rescuing her and then romance happens um anything else dragons don't know why people love dragons um they can always like shapeshift into humans for some reason well because that that makes them hot because why would uh, an immortal, all-powerful being uh, choose to be boring and plain? I mean, there are actual reasons for that, which would be uh, interesting to discuss in, in a book that wasn't this one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I don't know where all the female dragons went, but yeah, that's a, that's a thing that you could do. <laughs> and then, you know, usually people pick up like bits and this and bits of that and kind of mash it together in terms of like which elements they want to pull from like vampires and shapeshifters and things like that and just make up their own fantasy. Okay. So I think from my idea, first thing I'm going to need from you is a name. Like what are we going to call these people? And they're not exactly shapeshifters and not exactly spirits. So what do we, what do you want to call them? Just give me, a, give me a name so I can start describing them. Wait, they're not exactly shapeshifters and not exactly what? Not exactly shapeshifters, not exactly spirits, sort of like a halfway in between there. And they can exist... Well, I'm, I'm gonna get into that in a second. So, just give me a name. I don't know, random collection of sounds. Let's call them the Transcendent. <laughs> transcendent. Ugh. I hate it already. Alright, we're gonna use it though. You know, if I hate it, it's probably okay. Um. <laughs> it's gonna be wildly popular if you hate it, so we're going for it. <sighs> Hey, the things I like tend to get popular four years after I start hipster. liking them. Goddamn hipster! It's not on purpose, I swear. Okay. Anyway, so these transcendent, okay? 
they exist. They're sort of um, part. Of, they're sort of part and parcel with uh, with whatever the magic system is, and we'll we'll go over that later. And they have the most access to it and all the powers and stuff. The only problem is they can't survive on their own, right? So uh, by the time they're I don't know thirty something, they have to choose somebody to like leech some of their life force off of, so that they can continue to exist and use their powers. So we have an inbuilt justification for, you know, romantically going after people who uh, may not be the most uh, attractive to begin with. But frankly, they got to find somebody and this person seems all right. So they they have to like bond to someone to stay like solid. Yeah, to to continue to interact with the real world. They have to bond to somebody. Okay. And they don't really have a choice in that matter. So they're... See, they're not looking for looks. They're looking for spiritual power. Exactly. So, you know, we got all these, like, pure, good-hearted women that <laughs> we're going after. Exactly. Perfect. I love it. Okay, I like it. I like it. I smell a winner. Let's go. Yeah, they're looking for uh, general spiritual power. What were, what were some of the other ones you wanted? Oh, uh, they're, permanently, they're permanently bound, and uh, they can't rebind themselves at all. So as soon as they choose somebody, they're just locked down forever. And if, if the woman rejects them, they die. People always find that romantic. For rejects, them after, uh, rejects them after they bond, not before. They can get rejected any time, any amount of times they want before. But it's once they get, once they get yeah. bonded, they're no longer allowed to, uh, to do anything. And then, um, just because, just because we're, already, we're already in it here, we might as well make it so that like, the bonding ceremony is like, annoyingly reminiscent of getting married. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, they got you. Got to say the the ritual sacred words. Exactly, <laughs> and it's got a lot of promising and like until death do us part nonsense. Um, talking about the souls. Exactly, but like okay. until our souls are until our souls disintegrate into the void or whatever, um, we're gonna stay together, and that's not uh, terrifying at all, actually. That sounds like a really fun setup for going, like, super dark with it, but that's not what you wanted. Okay, so we're going to ignore no. that. No! <laughs> oh, man. Okay. That sounds so fun, though. <laughs> See, this is why you'll never be able to be commercially successful. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to invert the trope and then disappoint the reader who was looking for something completely different when she dived into this genre. Hey, I would keep the romance there. It would continue to exist. It would also just be, uh, you know, like a constant disaster just waiting to happen. And happening a few times. Okay. Alright. So, I mean, that's the that's the basic setup for the race. It's just like, they're sort of, oh, oh, oh. And over time, uh, after you bond with somebody, you develop into... Their, their like physicality develops into what their uh, what the person they're bound to wants it to be. You mean they didn't have a shape before? No, they did have it. They do have a shape, but it's like malleable. It takes a while to change, but it's malleable. Okay, so the guys will literally look like they came out of the woman's fantasies. <laughs> yes, that is exactly what it what it is. Good, like. we are we are leaning into the trope, and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> seems just like a bit of a disaster but you know what that's fine okay so 
there are going to be some wildly unrealistic physical traits going on here. <laughs> exactly. Feel free to just go completely ridiculous on them. As far as anatomical research goes, we've done no anatomical research. <laughs> Don't let realism get in your way. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Any, any more traits that we want to give this uh, race of people? Just to, just to screw them over a little bit more in the name of weird fantasies? Well, they have to have some kind of bad guy who's trying to kill them all. Oh, the entire, like, transcendent? Is that what you went with? Yeah, transcendent. Well, they have to have enemies. You, see, we can either go... Ha a, a few of them have gone rogue, and instead of, like, bonding to people, they just, like, eat people and suck their souls out. And they find that makes them more powerful than just, you know sapping off a little bit from one person oh but even better because we're, we're trying to make this uh we're trying to make this an ongoing thing right so they sap off a little bit from uh one person usually and then they become that person's you know what that person thinks of as ideal but like this this other group they sap off from like a bunch of people and that's bad but also it makes them even hotter <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> Wait, what? Why is that bad? Does it hurt people? Oh no, it kills them just outright. It kills them? Yeah, they they kill people to become even hotter. <laughs> oh, so it like they just like go after one after another after another. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so they they found that it makes them more powerful and and hot, I guess. Although you know, they pretend not to care about that second part, but we don't. Uh, we just we just make it happen and then we don't talk about it at all okay so like yeah because they've uh they've absorbed so many souls each one of the bad guys is like way more powerful than one of the the good guys supposedly our, our uh main our first main character needs to be ridiculously more powerful for no good reason so like the the first book in the series is always the leader of the good guys you can't stray from that He's got to be the leader. <laughs> I'm not sure that you could be the leader without having uh, chosen, a, chosen a bond yet. Well, you know, his, his dad was the leader, and it's, it's like he has the potential. Oh, even, even better. His dad was the leader, and then recently uh, his dad, like, his mom died, and then his dad died because of that. Yeah, but like... So, you know, we've got our, uh, we've got our tortured past here. Yeah, not just like his mom died. His mom was killed by the, the bad guys. Ooh, even better. And then his... We'll call them the Fallen because they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> not even and trying. obviously I you have to it. capitalize, capitalize the shit out of words for no reason. <laughs> exactly. The Fallen. I, I, I love it. it. It doesn't mean anything, but... <laughs> okay. And then there's a prophecy that, you know, you got to write murky words but the guy is looking for a girl a specific girl who has some kind of really distinctive physical shape but you know not on the parts of her body that you can see without you know stripping someone naked <laughs> uh, and then that girl okay <laughs> you know what I was gonna complain but no no we'll just we'll just leave it there they usually put it, like, between the breasts or on the butt or somewhere. <laughs> Wherever you want to put it, whatever. Um, <laughs> we're going to tag this episode as, like, not suitable for all audiences. 
Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, and then um, the prophecy is really vague. It only just says like she's the key to to fighting the the fallen because right now the good guys are losing really badly. <laughs> but like the girl is like a freaking nun <laughs> or something. Probably not a full nun. That would that would get too religious. Yeah, probably not where you want to go. You know what? We could go with like a nun in all but name. Like she hasn't taken the vows yet, or she's she's not intending to take the vows at all. She's just been a shut in for a super long time. Okay, the girl is a shut in. <laughs> well, I mean, they're, they're always shut ins. She has a cat, um, <laughs> and uh, is a what a curator at a museum or something equally. Something equally boring? Like, not exactly boring. She's an assistant really, uh, librarian. Not even a full librarian. An assistant librarian. And, uh, you know, she doesn't really believe in fantasy nonsense. But uh, one day, this, like... Well, not one day. So this guy keeps showing up in her dreams. It's very important that they dream about each other before they meet for some reason. Oh, Okay. It's, I think it's to allow them to have, like, an accelerated relationship without making the girl seem like too much of a slut. But they usually share dreams first. Oh, okay. That's fine, I guess. I don't, I don't get it, but that's fine. She's dreaming about this, this guy, except initially he didn't really seem like a guy. He just seemed like this, like, floaty thing. But then, you know, gradually he's been, like, getting more solid <laughs> and, like, is a hot guy. And uh, she's like disturbed by these dreams, and uh, he- disturbed. <laughs> Is that what they're calling it now? Because uh, she's not used to having, you know, these feelings, shall we say? Oh, okay. <laughs> because that's how it always starts. And then the guy is using the dreams to like track her down. He's like, and that's why uh, it keeps getting better because the closer he gets to her, the stronger the dreams get. Yeah, and then his physical form is starting to, like, finalize to, like, you know, a hot dude who's really tall and strong. And then has a weird, you know, any combination of hair colors, eye colors, and skin color that you prefer to stick in. But, you know, tall. Because remember, you're, all you're doing here is you're describing a very hot person as thought of by uh, our main character here, so... and. Honestly, it doesn't matter because people who read romance novels will just, you know, mentally insert whatever characteristics they want to see in a hot guy. And then they meet. The girl is freaked out because the dude that she was dreaming of is, like, real and, like, like that's not normal. And then she doesn't believe in like fantasy stuff and he's telling her this weird prophecy nonsense that she doesn't believe in blah 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 but then one of the bad guys comes and tries to kill her and then the the good guy demonstrates that like when they when they're holding hands or something like his powers are way stronger and then he blasts the bad guy but obviously it's only temporary oh no 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 it's not it's not temporary he has to do the permanent bonding to get the power to, uh... <laughs> well, yes, he's, he's trying to... save to, them. He's, he's trying to convince her to, you know... Oh, no, no, what, what, what we do here is, right, he's trying to convince her, he's trying to convince her, and it's not working, and it's not working, and it's not working. Then the bad guy shows up, and the bad guy obviously has a lot of power, so 
our our hot guy uh is isn't powerful enough to stop them and and then he's finally like if we do the bonding then i can fight this off and she agrees because you know obviously uh threat here and then he does the permanent bonding just right then and and that gives him the power to finish it and then you your relationship drama is uh dealing with the fallout from that whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. the bonding involves having sex oh okay (laughs) never mind have you ever actually read paranormal romance? No, I I thought it was just the like the marriage vows thing. No, I haven't read the paranormal romances that this applies to. Look, look, I read this very is, specific. Not that this this is such this is such deeply ingrained trope. Okay. Well, it's obviously not that deeply ingrained. Okay, if there's gonna be a magical bond. It's going to happen right before the Happily Ever After epilogue. And they have to, like, recite some kind of nonsense while having sex. So while? So, we got to start... Yeah, while. Okay. There's a lot of unrealistic stuff in paranormal romances, the least of which are the sex scenes. <laughs> least? From what I've Most? seen of what you've... From what I've seen, uh, that may not be the least. Uh, unrealistic okay. part. Uh. Maybe not the least of which. Where was I? So yeah, on the initial fight, they're just holding hands, okay? She's no slut. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, if if you want to go that route, then obviously it needs to be some sort of temporary bonding. I wasn't planning for that to be an option, but you know, we can make it an option. I mean, they're not bonded. They're just like holding hands so he can like access her spirit energy. But like, it feels really good if you know what I mean. <laughs> <sighs> okay, fine. <laughs> we are we are diving into the tropes. This is gonna be the trashiest, but very commercially successful paranormal romance series we can come up with. <laughs> exactly. It's somebody's trash, even if it's not mine. You know, trash treasure it depends on how you value it monetarily. Look, um, <laughs> if if this kind of thing is your trash, then it's your trash, and like there there is nobody who can judge you for that. Exactly. Uh, okay. It's it's just frankly not my trash. Not your trash. <laughs> it's definitely my trash. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and then. So they they temporarily fight off the bad guy, and then the the woman has to accept that you know this stuff that the guy's telling her is real, and then you know there's always a very unrealistically short period of time in which the woman pr- like processes this stuff and then just gets on with life. Um, <laughs> trauma? What trauma? And then uh, so she like agrees to kind of like run off to to the main headquarters or something with him because she doesn't want like her entire town to be eaten by i guess they're kind of like incubi you know sort of but not really like the bad guys are a little bit like incubi um i mean they're more like weird playboys than and playgirls they're like yeah except like you know the people die after, so... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is that okay. part. <laughs> there is that part. Okay. And then, so, you know, she goes to the headquarters, and then, like, the guy is still trying to convince her while falling in love with her, and then she has these, like, feelings that she's trying to fight, but obviously you can't fight feelings, like, by 
saying I don't, you know, love you or whatever. I'm I'm not sure if you've met uh, these people, but they do exist. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, she makes friends with all of the other people at the headquarters, which is where you start, like, introducing the tragic backstories of the the characters who are going to be the main characters in the next books. Oh, it, boy. It, it drives people. Even more yeah, tragic like, hot guys. How will the world ever cope? Okay, because that is what drives people to, like, read the next book. They're like, oh, well, I want to see, like, that tragic guy get his happy ending because he seems so sad. <laughs> he seems so sad. And by sad, we actually mean hot, but we don't say that out loud. Well, the sadness makes him hotter. It's the, it's the pain. Um, and then you always have to have this like self-sacrificial thingy in the middle where like both of them are like oh but like for the other person's good like we shouldn't like get together to make everyone sad that doesn't make sense with our setup but you know what emotions don't always make sense it literally just doesn't make sense at all <laughs> but we're just gonna do it anyway yeah, well, if everybody acted logically, there could be no paranormal romance. If everybody acted logically, romances would be over in a really short period of time. Yeah, they would just be like, they met, they liked each other, they got together in the end. Which would be like, one, one page. Hey, uh, I read that page. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy comes up with like an interpretation of the prophecy, where it's like, okay, I found the girl... But if I, like, just, like, do some kind of suicidal attack on the, on the bad guys, it'll destroy them at the cost of my life. But that's fine. The woman doesn't love me anyways. And then he, like, goes for it and then doesn't tell the girl what he's planning because, you know, she's too soft-hearted to, like, want people to die when she could have prevented it. But he doesn't want, like, her to bond to him just because, like, she doesn't want him to die. He wants her to do it because she loves him. <laughs> but then, so then he goes for the suicidal stunt, but then she, like, like screams, no, and then runs to him while he's just lying on the ground dying. Um, and then pours, like, half her soul into him or whatever, and somehow that gives him enough energy to, like, complete the bond with her, by which I mean have sex. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> so we're allowed to do it. We're allowed to do it at a later point, just not at the beginning. <laughs> yes, you have to. Yeah, like the climax of the story is the climax physically, if you know what I, I mean. I was, I was gonna say, is a little <laughs> bit more literal than. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, that's the end of the first book epilogue, where they're you know it's like a few months later and they're getting married. Or, you know, some kind of domestic bliss is going on. and But then there's, like, a epilogue-epilogue where, like, some of the fallen bad guys have, like, regrouped and they're still a threat so that you can continue on to the next. Never mind that it doesn't make sense. All right. We should, we should probably come up with um, at least some, if not side characters, then, like, I guess future... Uh... Future main characters, I guess, would be the way to put it, because you're uh, insistent on taking it the way of changing your main characters, like a weirdo. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, First guy, always the leader. Second guy, usually the best friend. 
possible romantic rival to uh you know if you stick like a like a complete false lead in the first book this is uh this is his chance to get a happy ending his or her i guess but usually has like a particularly tortured past like you know like once he got captured by the fallen and then instead of like killing him they like tortured him for a while oh, wait, 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 wait. and like they didn't torture him. they didn't torture him normally they forced him to uh they they forced him to do what they do once you know give him that real tortured past nobody could ever love me because i've i've killed in the past so like yeah like what they okay in that case then like they starved him and then they like through like a girl that they had mostly drained at him and then like he kind of instinctively like pulled a little spirit energy from her which normally like wouldn't have killed her but since she was mostly drained she did die so then like he feels you know he doesn't deserve to live but he got rescued and like I don't think spirit people can really kill themselves they just kind of get disincorporated if they don't eat for long enough but then it turns them into it makes them like lose self-control oh yeah so he can't he can't do it because if he if he tried to starve himself then he might kill somebody again exactly so he's just like stuck in this like tortured state where he doesn't (laughs) want to live but he can't die he doesn't deserve a woman's love he's a murderer exactly (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i'm actually entertained by the second guy way more than the first guy no, the first guy's never interesting. The first guy is always just to establish the world. The second guy is always like, ooh, he has an interesting story. And then you gotta just keep adding more guys who have, like, interesting... Yeah, every guy is interesting except for the first one. <laughs> yeah, the first one, all he has going for him is he's the leader. <laughs> I see. He's usually an inch taller than the other guys. I don't know why. <laughs> I see. It makes him more manly. <laughs> yeah, and like these guys, they're usually like well over six feet tall. They're like massively large for some reason. I mean, you can be well over six feet tall without seeming massively large. I know a few uh, family members who are of that height, but a bit gangly. <laughs> yeah, like they're not gangly. They're like well muscled and proportional for their height, which is far too large of a person for most situations, but this happens very frequently in, in para-romance novels. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna even touch that. Look, somebody else with, with a better idea of what, why people would ever want that can, <laughs> can deal with that. <laughs> okay, and then, um, wait, I'm just gonna go on, like, a couple of web author websites and like just like skim through their titles to remind myself of the different tropes for the for the other main characters i mean we only need uh one or two more Uh, yeah i mean and then yeah like around book seven the one with the tortured past will be the girl and then it'll just be like this nice guy who just like wants to love her but like she doesn't want or she's too afraid and then he's sad, and then she's sad, and then they get together in the end, <laughs> still. Exactly. And then there's always going to be, like, one guy who's just, like, really emotionally cold. But, you know, melts for his loved one. Yeah, 
at some point in the, in this you could stick a uh, gay romance in there if you really want to just you know two muscular men going at it <laughs> um in in this series i would say like the the cold guy probably has some kind of like soul scarring that happened because of fighting the fallen that makes him emotionally like cold but it has to be healed you know by the power of love <laughs> you know what ignore my grumbling um some people go for this a lot of people go for this i just i just don't and then there's there's usually a guy who's like even larger than the the leader guy who's just like seven feet tall and Wait, this doesn't make any sense in a in a series where where the guys are just the manifestations of the woman's wildest desires. No, 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 no. The the desires change them afterwards, but they do have like a default form. Okay. So there okay, so this guy he was just born like very large and scary looking. <laughs> yep, and then he finds somebody who loves him for him. That one you could that one you could even be fun with and be like and his form didn't change at all. <laughs> and he's like, really? <laughs> and she's like, what? <laughs> exactly. And we're like, okay, we don't judge. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's always a guy who's super scary, and then it's like, nobody could love my ugly, scary face. And then there's always a woman who loves his ugly, scary face. Um, <laughs> that or his ugly, scary face isn't that ugly or scary. <laughs> No, he just has, like, a really sexy scar on his cheek or something. Exactly. <laughs> um, any other classics? Uh, not that I can think of, because obviously I don't read um, the sort of thing that would tend to become a classic. Unless I read it several years before anybody, uh, anybody knows it exists. And then all of a sudden people are bringing it up as this, like, awesome thing. And I'm like, wait that person but i was i i'd seen them uh two years ago and i thought they were pretty all right and then i never thought about them again oh there's always one where it's like the guy almost bonded to somebody else but then she got killed by the the bad guys or you could go she cheated on him Ooh. no you can't do that well i guess you can i don't like those ones okay but like Right, so, like, right before they bonded, like, she got killed. So then, like, the guy feels like his one chance at bonding is forever taken away and doesn't believe that, like, it can happen. But, like, it can, because he never did bond with her. That's a pretty classic one, too. Okay. <laughs> I do think we have enough of these people. <laughs> I mean, you had enough of these people. Look, I mean, if this is your thing, then go ahead. I just tend to want things to be less less disaster than this. <laughs> and then while the, 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 the guys are like uniformly... Well, like... I say less disaster, by which I mean usually slightly more disaster, but not because the people involved are so yuck. Anyway. And then while the, the guys are always handsome and uniformly, you know, tall and, and strong... And stuff. Uh, usually, the the girls in these series vary a lot in their height and weight and physical insecurities because that's a thing. 
You know, you gotta appeal to multiple market demographics here. And only one character needs to be interesting. And only one character needs to be hot. And those are two different characters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, that's that. Yeah. This is not our, our normal episode, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to say, even, even though I am complaining, I, I don't necessarily have anything wrong with it. Uh, I, I did enjoy uh, making up these <laughs> genuinely annoying people. <laughs> there you go. Now, if anybody would like to write this, it'll have the benefit of forcing Atheo to finally read a true paranormal romance. <laughs> That's not written by an author who has uh, fewer than like a few thousand readers. <laughs> well, I mean, it might ha still have a fewer than a few thousand readers. That's it'll true. Have all the actually. proper tropes. <laughs> yeah, it'll have all the proper tropes of of somebody who's got um, a whole fan base, and we'll promote it so it has it finds proper commercial success among the classic authors where it belongs. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if you twist it, then I'm going to be very happy with you, and uh, Eunice may complain. You'll probably be less commercially successful, but do it, as you will. It's true. You know, I, right I with your heart. Freely admit. That if you write a book that I like, you're not writing a book that's likely to be popular. I, I straddle the line when it comes to that. I like your less popular one more. As does anybody with money, to be honest. Yeah, actually, that, that that's one where... It's important to note, guys. When it comes to Patreon, it's not about how many readers you have. It's about how much they love you. With that, I think we have enough to sign out for today. Oh, wait. If you're going to email us... Listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. Yeah. It's where you can do and, that. Uh, uh, tell a friend about us. Uh, tell an enemy about us. If you know or are someone who might want to be a guest on our show. We do have an email for that, yeah. Yeah, guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. Um, anything else we want to promote? I don't think so. Okay, then. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye.